When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to I'm Adam Collins, he's Jeff Lemon, and this is the Final Word World Cup Daily, day four of the tournament. That's been played down at Bell Reve Oval in Tasmania. Mm-hmm. We are in Colac. Uh, this is a, a day where they're playing in Group B. There was uh, Scotland up against Ireland, a cracking game of cricket, which we'll talk about in a moment. Then the Windies playing Zimbabwe, Jeff, and we're here because Visit Victoria and Visit Melbourne have sent us around southwest Victoria. Lake Colac. Uh, Colac is Aaron Finch country. Uh, if you look closely, you can see Aaron Finch swimming in Lake Colac just out there. Just uh, just goes across and back about six times a day. That's how he stays. Wasn't he in, in the jet ski back there a moment yeah, ago? Yeah, I think so. Loves the jet ski. Um, thankfully, that uh, that's dried up a little bit. This is the largest freshwater lake in Victoria, I'll have you know. Um, It was created by volcanic activity a long time ago. There was some volcanic activity in Victoria today, actually. Um, there was a little little tremor in uh, in Melbourne. I heard that on the radio. Um, well, there you go. Yeah. Also, also a lot of uh, flooding as well around a lot of the state. So everybody who's uh, doing it tough in Victoria, our thoughts are with you. Uh, this is a spot in Victoria where things are okay at the moment. The lake dried up 10 years ago when we had the drought 12 years ago, 2009. But uh, but it's back in full force and good to go at the moment. Yeah, it's a beautiful spot. We were here yesterday with Winnie. My parents live about a quarter of an hour from here in Birragara. Well, we will be later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we had a huge. Uh, playground with with all the swings and all the toys you could possibly Mm -hmm. want for a two and a half year old so uh, a gorgeous part of Victoria great to be here um, to talk about as I say that the first of the two games today the double header Scotland up against Ireland I'm going to do the honours and take a 30 second summary 30 seconds what a game it was so Scotland got the chance to bat first Michael Jones Michael Jones calling Michael Jones 86 from 55 his first half century in this format of the game he put on 77 with the captain Barrington got them up to 176 for 5 in their 20 overs Ireland um, for some reason bowled Camper for only 2 overs and Bazza McCarthy for 4 McCarthy went for plenty Camper 2 for 9 but Big Kurt made up for it with the bat they were 4 for Soddle Ireland there was a 90% chance according to Winviz of Scotland taking the honours, but then Ireland, the partnership between Dockrell and Kampfer, unbeaten, 119, a stunning victory. Kampfer finishes on 72 not out in 32 balls. Dockrell brilliant down the other end as well. Ireland win a game, and they're very much back in the tournament. What a win! Dockrell doing it with the bat. I mean, when when he came on the scene all those years ago, he was a, a nine or a ten, um, and and has come up the order since. I mean, Curtis Campbell, we saw him take four wickets in four balls a, a year ago, just about. He loves the qualification stage of the T20 World Cup because he won stage. that game with the ball, didn't yeah. he? I think they were way behind and he managed to drag it back with that double hat-trick, the four in four, mm-hmm. which was quite controversial for us calling it a double hat-trick it at is, the time. Uh, if you understand sequences <laughs> rather than cumulative numbers, you will know that it is indeed a double hat-trick. Um, but Curtis Camford, that was the highest ever score for an Irish player in a T20 World Cup. It was the highest score for an Associate Nation chasing successfully in any T20. But his score, his personal score, was no, only sure. 68 or so. I mean, that that surprised me that they, they hadn't had a, a bigger total than that. Right, yeah. It didn't surprise me that Camford did it. I tweeted when he was on 18. Uh, just remember, 
this is my boy who's going to smack yeah. Ireland to victory. And so he did. Um, I interviewed... You, you've been all over I Curtis have. Camper from day one. And I will say this. Anytime Curtis Camper takes the ball or takes <laughs> strike, I think, I hope Adam's watching this because he will be very excited no matter what happens. I interviewed him are. a number of times in the bubble when they were in England playing one day international. Yep. Good backstory. played uh, South Africa 19s. Could have gone on to play for South Africa, but he had the Irish passport. But he's not just a fly-in-fly-out kind of guy. He actually mm. made the move to commit to playing, playing first-class cricket, doing his time, getting selected, hit two half-centuries back-to-back in that 50-over series against England and bowled quickly, and he was really exciting. And, yeah, great to see him take this next step. But I tell you what, he, along with Dockrell, the way they were able to turn that game, turn that chase, I mentioned in the summary that Winvius had at 90% for Scotland winning. What were they at one stage? They were four for 61, 61 yep. for four, depending on where you went to school. Um, teams don't win from there. Very rarely do teams win from there, even mm-hmm. in a T20 when there's that degree of volatility. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was actually Dockrell. I credit Dockrell with kind of getting it started. He hit a big six in the 12th over off Greaves. Then the next over, they took Mark Watt down. Nobody yeah. takes yeah. Mark Watt Nobody. down. Not last Nobody year puts in the 2021 baby in the tournament. He, he was always frugal. And we saw the other night that he was frugal and effective and a bit of a cult hero. They took 18 from the 13th over. That he, gave them belief. And then Leesk bowled over 14. Yeah. I think that was worth 13 or 14. So the spin strategy that worked so well for Scotland when they defeated the Windies a couple of days ago was taken apart. Then they went after the Seamers, the two county mm-hmm. pros in Brad Will and Josh Davey, who've been wonderful contributors, especially Davey uh, to Scottish cricket over the journey and unfortunately he was the man who bowled over number 19. Well that was, that was, that really it got me in the heart that bit because at that point look, the Irish needed 9 from 9 balls they'd been struggling, they were were running well, they were getting back for 2's on occasion and they'd managed to narrow down the the runs required and balls remaining gap so it was 1 on 1 but there's still a chance for a bowling side at that point, if they can squeeze out a couple of dot balls, they pick up a wicket then suddenly the pressure's back on, someone tries to hit a boundary, someone else gets out. Sure and you can get back into a into a game at that late stage. And he bowled one that went that sort of swung really wide um, and and was just missed out on Curtis Camford. Couldn't get bat on it. And then he just bowled a wide full toss that that wasn't it wasn't supposed to go there, but it was high. It was wide, and Camford slashed it over short third for four. Um, and I mean, Josh Davy has worked so hard for yeah. Scotland for so long. It just I don't know. It just got me in the feelings that 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 he was the one to make that one mistake that that let them finally pretty much tilt the game their way. Yeah, he's one of the best bowlers in England, Josh Davey, dominating for Somerset year after year and yeah, always makes the commitment to come back and play for Scotland around the world whenever he gets the opportunity. Mm. And, and that square drive from Camp probably summed up his innings. Only two sixes, which is unusual when it's 72 from 32, yeah. you're thinking bulk sixes, right? But that wasn't that kind of innings. It was more that he was finding the gaps and, and placing the ball so well. Uh, and so it was fitting that he... That he raised the victory uh, sort of in that way 119 in 10 overs that pair put on so uh, yeah stunning stuff to keep Ireland in the tournament um, earlier on yeah he bowled two overs and took two for nine didn't bowl his full complement I, me- I mentioned um, Barry McCarthy earlier Barry McKenzie fair sucker the sauce bottle mm. um, bowled four overs none for 59 which must be the worst figures for Scotland at this tournament for Ireland <laughs> rather at this tournament and um, you know he he bowled Might be the worst figures for Scotland as well. Yeah. Fifty nine, yeah, fifty nine. Yeah. Goodness and, me! And, and it just felt like Andy Balbini, the Irish captain, who I have a lot of time for, it just missed a trick there. Kind of, you know, sometimes when you got a lot of bowlers to pick from, that you kind of just kind of lose Everyone track of it a, a little bit. Like because yeah. you know, they've got seven bowlers, Ireland. You can lose sure. track of who's bowled what. And Camper yep. um, didn't bowl at the death when he when he probably should have. So uh, yeah, that gave Michael Jones the chance to play his best innings for Scotland in this format of the yep. game so far. He hit four sixes and six fours. Um, and like uh, batted that. through until the 19th over. He put on 77 in 
I think it was eight overs with the captain Barrington through the middle overs of that innings and uh, and, and had a useful partnership of 55 for the second wicket mm. as well. So um, and, unfortunate and it's, that it's in a losing team, but they're still alive in the comp because they beat the Windies a couple yeah, of days ago. But, but it stings for Scotland batting that well and still having it be a game that gets away from them. So everything's levelled up just about. Ireland have a win, Scotland have a win, and uh, we don't yet know who's going to win out of Zimbabwe and West Indies because that hasn't happened yet, but we're going to find out very shortly. Right, part two of the show. You can see that the second game has just finished. We've been watching it in the pub in Birigara. We're at the Royal Mail Hotel, which is extremely picturesque. They've done a very good job of the renovation in here. It's been a lovely place. We've spent the evening in here watching the game. Uh, not everybody in town was glued to the result <laughs> of Zimbabwe West Indies, but we were. Yeah, I love it around here. My parents have been living up this way for, for a time now, so I've been in this pub uh, a number of times over the years. It reopened in 2021. They've done a great renovation. There's some cricket murals on the wall that were um, that were made uh, for this particular pub. They're not prints, but they're really cool. I've um, taken some shots on them. Just dropped them there in, in the video, uh, in the edit. Um, so, yeah, there's a cricket link to the pub. Uh, it's a wonderful town. I, uh, it was a gorgeous sunset this evening, Jeff, after we finished recording at Lake Colac, um, mm -hmm. which was over the top of my um, where I was uh, sitting at the time. And, yes, it was a, a lovely evening. Uh, not that we were playing cricket, but a nice night for um, the playing of cricket. Um, and, yeah, this main street's a belter. The general store a few doors down from here were selling bags of uh, cheese and onion sandboys oh. for 50 cents a pop earlier today. If that's not incentive enough. And then on the other <laughs> side of the market, you can come to, to Bray, which is, I guess, perhaps the most famous restaurant in Victoria on, on us or near enough to it that's also in Birigara so mm -hmm. um, but yes it, first thing you should do is come to the Royal Mail Hotel it's all the places that you can get to if you come in through Melbourne you can plan your Melbourne moment at visitmelbourne.com and then come out into regional Victoria and have a look around as we've been doing right Zimbabwe West Indies should I do it in 30 seconds try your best Wendy's looked pretty good at one point. They were one for 77 and then the squeeze came. Sekunda Raza at the forefront with the ball rather than the bat. Uh, they kept West Indies to 153 for seven and even that took a huge last over from Rovman Powell to get them up past 150. But then West Indies too good with the ball. Zimbabwe were off to a flyer as well. Mm. That derailed uh, and when Sekunda Raza got out for 14, all the attention is on him and once he was gone, they were five down at that point. Um, and in strife and they ended up losing by 30 odd runs. It was a really strange first innings wasn't it because it kind of it threatened to go big and then Sekunda Raza that intervention three wickets in mm -hmm. five balls I think it was. Brat Sundarace and our colleague often on the final word but usually at Crick Buzz made the point that how often do you see a player who is clearly their most important bowler and batter mm. at the same time. Now of course bowling is his second discipline but it does feel like um, how goes Sikandar Raza, so goes the nation to an extent with their cricket yep. team at the moment. Like, because when he took those three wickets, it was you know, a possibility they could have kept them to sort of 130, 140 and, and won that game of cricket. Doesn't quite play out that way. And in the chase, Raza hits a big bomb to get himself going and he's out two balls later. And one from that later. point, one ball yeah, later, sorry, I thought it was a couple yeah. of balls. And, and that's when the game flips for the West Indies and ensures they, they get on the board. Yeah, it's an interesting point. If you looked at two disciplines, maybe someone like Andy Flower so good with the bat and then also as a wicketkeeper. Yeah. But when you're talking about being the most significant player, bowling and batting, that's something that happens at lower levels of cricket. But 
it doesn't tend to happen at international level. Yeah, um, yeah it, it was it was a game that that that's, that went back and forth. So Richard and Grava has had a really good couple of games. Yep. His his first two overs were significant. Only conceded ten runs in his first two overs. That included a six. So he was really tight early on, and and Kyle Mayers couldn't get away. And he's used to to hitting out at the top of the order. Um, and then Blessing was a Rabani, who's been excellent as well at times. Gets a lot of bounce. Gets the top edge from Mayers. Gets him out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the Windies are going pretty well after that because uh, Johnson Charles, the man with the backwards name, he. <laughs> starts hitting bombs you know they have a couple of slow overs just after the power play but 49 in the power play then a couple of slow overs then a couple of big ones and I mean he's got them to that 77 for one point like near the halfway mark you're thinking that's that's enough of a base for them to push on and make say 170 180 which which should be enough for them to defend and then suddenly it all changes and and it was uh, Sean Williams as well as as Raza the two of them pairing up uh, to take the pace off the ball. Yeah, Williams took one for 17 off three. Whenever I see Johnson Charles's name, I think of Justin Charles, the former mm. Footscray and Richmond Ruckman from many a year ago. I don't. You don't? No, it's that's, something that's we don't have in common. Is, that's how my brain is wired. But yeah, Williams is another who... Every um, time I see Southern Cross Station, I think of Danny Southern. I mean, <laughs> Danny Southern Cross Station. Danny Spencer Street Station. Yes. Um, yeah, but yeah. Lady about, Diana Southern Cross. <laughs> you think about Sean Williams and you go back to the 2015 World Cup. Indeed, the corresponding fixture against the West Indies in, mm-hmm. in Canberra when Chris Gale uh, made that. Was it a double ton? I think it was a double ton. Mm, was against Zim, yeah. Yeah, against Zim. And then in Canberra. for about half an hour, it was getting in Canberra. Yeah. For about half an hour, it looked like Sean Williams was going to chase it down and... You know, he hasn't always been available for the Windies. He didn't play for Zimbabwe, rather. He didn't play... He's never been available that, for the West no, Indies. Never for them. <laughs> in that tri-series where Australia were in um, Zimbabwe when I was there in 2018, like he was involved in that dispute. So, But it's good to see him playing. And, yeah, obviously it hasn't worked out um, for them tonight. But And, again, it's those two big wickets. Williams mm. out for one, Raza out for 14. But they're needed with the ball as well because that's where they're weaker at the moment. It's clear they're a better batting team yeah. than they are a bowling team. But they bowled so well, uh, I mean, after that point. So, so Raza picks up two in and over. He gets uh, Jason Holder caught and bowled as well, leading edge. Um, and there's and, and he gets Shamar Brooks, LBW, and there's, there's the run out as well. So Johnson Charles yeah. gets run out when he's flying 45 off 36 balls. And after that, everybody chips in. All of the Zimbabwe bowlers, up until the 20th over, are able to keep a lid on things. And then Rovman Powell, who's been he's been out there for about five or six overs at this point. He's been sort of building and trying to figure out how he can try to hit big. And eventually, eventually, like it gets dug in short by Musrabani a couple of times, and Rovman Powell just slays a couple of sixes. One of them literally out of the ground, out of the concourse, like it would have been a six in 1880 when you used to have <laughs> to hit it into the road to get six rather than four. So well, that, they need him now, don't they? Because you think yeah. about the Windies, uh, yeah, when they were winning World Cups, 12 and 16, but especially 16, they had kind of like four number sevens or yeah. maybe four number six and a half or something like that. Yeah. After Robin Power comes comes Brooks and then Holder and then you're down to Akil Hussain. So, yeah. you know, they're Who not... can hit, but he's not like a... And he did well tonight. He player. made 23 not out from sure. 18 balls, a couple of boundaries at the death. But the point I'm making is the same one you did, mm. I suppose, a couple of nights ago is that they don't present as daunting as they did no. in, in World Cup's... Pr- yeah, prior to this one. Sure. And they don't, they don't have Darren Sammy. Where is Darren Sammy? Bring back Darren Sammy. <laughs> it's not That's what people suppose, are saying. Yeah. yeah, well, um, it was good to see that Samuel Badgery didn't have to wear the blanket tonight. No, he, that's true. He was just wearing his regular duds in, in the dugout. <laughs> so the weather has eased in Hobart. Um, but poor old Zimbabwe, I mean, they should have won it, really. Like, off the first over, 18 for none. Yeah. 
That's Reed, right. The first over was... Regis Chikupfer yeah. hits three boundaries and there are five wides as well in the over. And Kyle Mays, Mays is bowling that. Doesn't bowl again. One over for seven. And eight. fair enough. But, but he's been opening the bowling a lot, which, which does make me wonder how many players regularly open the batting and the bowling in T20 international yeah. cricket. It's, Maybe it's probably... You know, like, like Cam Green did it the other week. Right? Sure. Like you can imagine a world where Cam Green gets that responsibility into the future, yeah. but not quite yet. He's not in the squad. No. Not in the squad. Nobody got injured. They didn't, didn't take anybody out not to yet. get Although him Although I did see an injury... It's, uh, this evening, I should throw in oh, yeah. Reese Topley's just been ruled out of the England squad. He doesn't play for Australia. No, but just I should I should say, given Sean it Williams hasn't played for the West Indies. Uh, he, he fell, uh, Reese, when fielding oh, on yeah. a boundary um, Toblerone oh. in a fielding drill. That's I mean, we know the tortured history of Reese Topley and his back. Yeah, that is keeping him out of a World Cup, twisting his ankle on a boundary rope in a fielding drill. Oh, I mean, so Tamal Mills has been brought in. That's is it? I mean, does it seem like an injury? That's they, they've replaced a serious him. injury. They've already replaced him. That's. Awful. Yeah. I didn't know that. Shit oh, news, isn't it? Really, um, yeah. yeah. Looking forward to watching him bowl in the World Cup. And anyway, uh, yeah. All right. Sorry, you've just you've thrown me there. That's really that's that's. that's and Josh Inglis um, cut his hand when playing golf. And and when cutting some biltong. Something. I think, yeah. I think he was playing golf or something. Stop playing it? golf, cricketers. <laughs> a, it's boring and it sucks. And B, you no. keep injuring yourself. Yeah. Well, um, maybe the latter, not the former. Right. So even even when Chikava gets out, they're they're twenty nine from two point two overs mm. at this point. Like, and Wesley Madaviri's going great guns and yeah a couple more wickets fall but then Sekunda Raza comes out to join him and you're like okay they can do this like their run rate was up there Wesley Mataveri gets out and then Sekunda Raza as you said hits that one big six over the league side tries to repeat it over the offside holes out he's caught at mid off 14 off eight balls and this is the thing like it's 64 for five and that's basically it but their 64 has come off 44 balls yeah so in terms of the run rate they're up there they've just thrown too many wickets away and they got really nowhere near it. I mean, there was a there was a bit of a late throw of the bat that narrowed the margin a bit, but they were pretty much gone from that point. Yeah, I mean, the Windy's quickest bowler, Alzari Joseph, he was used carefully. I think they used to be in four single-over spells, mm-hmm. which meant that when he takes four for 16 from four and looks to the match winner, it isn't mm-hmm. quite as obvious as that. But towards the end, when there were any chance of building some sort of late surge towards the finish line, it was yep. uh, it was with uh, Zhongwei, wasn't it? Um, he hit stumps twice in yep. that last over that he bowled and, and finishes with those really impressive figures. And, you know, he's a bowler who's been around for a fair mm. while now, Azari Joseph, and um, across the three formats, he's, he's been impressive. But, um, you know, on, on nights like tonight, you can see why he's so highly sought after in some of the domestic competitions mm-hmm. and, and why he's a, one of the first names on the team sheet for the Windies. So that leaves everybody in the group with one win apiece. Yeah. West Indies, Ireland, Scotland, Zimbabwe, they all have one win each, which means that the winners of the final round of games will go through. So, Windies play Ireland, Scotland play Zimbabwe. Whoever wins those games goes through into the main draw. That's it. Don't have to worry about net run well, this rate. This is it. Forget it. This is what I like. So, in, in, in Group A, it's all about net run rate. In mm-hmm. all probability, when we're having this conversation in 24 hours, it's going to be a net run rate discussion. It's going to be when three become two. That'll be what yeah. it is. Yeah, when three becomes two. In the other group, it doesn't matter what your run rate is. It's all about mm. those kind of quasi-quarterfinals that'll play out on Friday at Belray Oval. Yeah, quasi-quarterfinals. I like it. Double double Q, double U. Right. So that's what we have to look forward to in the next round from this group. But we've got the final round from the other group tomorrow, which will be at Geelong, where we will be trying to figure out what net run rate means. Hall of Fame. Most final word moments of the day. I liked uh, when Elzari Joseph hit the stumps of Richard Ngarave 
and the bale went, I think about 30 metres. <laughs> like, it just flew out of the shot, like, you know, like they were playing that Queen song. Burning through the night. Yeah, it, off it went. Don't stop me, don't stop me. And it just landed, I don't know, most of the way down towards deep third. Um, it, you know, happy days when you can do that as a bowler. I love the Ryan Bell review. Ryan Bell, uh, um, famous sounds for... sounds like a great movie, actually. Yeah. Well, the fam- Ryan Bell review. <laughs> he was most famous until recently for requesting a pair of spikes on Twitter and, mm-hmm. uh, and saying that the boots he had through Zimbabwe weren't good enough and getting a sponsor through mm-hmm. that to, to give him a pair of sprigs. And then more recently, when you were away, Jeff, he took five for 10, I think, against Australia to, yep. to win that one-day international, the third and final one-day, which was a big deal. He ran through the Australian lower half. Sure. Um, today, that review would go down as, I mean, I can't think of a worse well, one. Well, those shoes got blown off. Yeah, that's right. He'll need a new pair of boots again. Yeah. He got hit. Jason Holder, round the wicket, angling it in, right arm around the wicket, hits him on the back foot in front of middle stump. And Ryan Burl says, I think I might see if that one's hitting. Um, <laughs> Yep, here comes the update. It is, it is hitting. I mean, uh, it's hitting middle. I mean, three inches off the turf right, as well. Right. It's not like it's sort of yeah, maybe sliding down. It, it's a. I, I get. I, I suppose. And, at and the time therein it, lies the irony. These boots are in fact not made for walking. <laughs> that is not what they did. He decided to stick around. And then, very next ball, and and this is Blocker Wilson umpiring. Very next ball, uh, there's a, a, a fly outside the off stump. Nicholas Puran oh, yeah. goes absolutely wild behind the stumps. Yes, out, out, out. Runs away to square leg. Blocker says no Nicholas Perrin says review because he's the captain he's allowed to do that they go upstairs nothing like daylight no noise no spike no contact nothing and uh, Blocker's got two in two and the people who went up against him have failed both times yeah the windies are none for six using DRS in mm-hmm. this tournament so far a little sort of little stat bump pop up on, mm-hmm. the, uh, on the television. One more from me from the first game, Michael Jones. Um, hit a six that went over the top of, I think they call it the Northwest Stand at Bell Reef. Mm-hmm. On radio, we renamed it the Alex Doolan Stand during the test match earlier sure. this year. But it's the same stand that Nathan Lyon cleared twice when hooking Mark Wood onto the yep. road, into the house across the road. And um, yes, uh, I like that as a tribute to Nathan Lyon, we've seen mm-hmm. a similar um, kind of trajectory today from the man who made 86 in a losing effort, Michael Jones. And I like, my last Hall of Fame is that when we came into this pub tonight and said, can we make you stay here late so that we can film a video about the cricket, I found out that the publican here is the brother of the guy who founded the Fitzroy Pub Cricket League in <laughs> Melbourne, uh, which which is where I apply my trade. That's, that's the right sort of level. Uh, an absolute institution, the Fitzroy Pub Cricket League. So a shout out to Artie Watkin for his work way back in the day putting that together. Yes, and a shout out for Paul for looking after, after us tonight here at the pub, the Royal Mail Hotel in Birragara. And thanks to visitmelbourne.com. You should jump on there, mm-hmm. plan your Melbourne visit. It's the gateway to Victoria. We're in southwest Victoria this week. We'll be back in southwest Victoria uh, later in the summer as well. We've loved uh, our time so far. Tomorrow we'll be back at the Cattery mm-hmm. at Cardinia Park for the final mm-hmm. day of the group stages at, uh, well, Group A. So mm-hmm. it's going to be. Remind me what those games are, Jeff. Uh, they will be Namibia playing the UAE. UAE and yes. Sri Lanka playing the Netherlands. The Netherlands. There we go. Net run rate day. We tomorrow. never forget. We are like elephants. If you like what we do, patreon.com forward slash the final word. Catch you tomorrow. Later. I had to go. <laughs>